What is going on, my pin people? Welcome back to Pin Pals, the podcast about enamel pins. I am your host, Eric Roman from Warrior Pins. And as always, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys are well. I hope you're enjoying your summer and you guys are living your best lives. And more importantly, you're indulging in pins. Uh, If you're listening to the podcast via Apple Podcast, feel free to give us a five-star rating and leave a review. We love reading them, and we need some more to read in the future, so if you haven't done so already, go ahead and do so. It takes a couple seconds. If you prefer a visual experience for Pin Pals, we're on YouTube. You can go ahead and just search for Pin Pals Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe and turn on those notifications so that you never miss when we upload a video sometimes it's the entire episode sometimes it's a youtube short or maybe a clip but go ahead and subscribe because we're almost at 50 subscribers and you know that's the milestone right now that we're trying to achieve i called it out last episode and we got a bunch of subscribers by bunch i mean maybe like six seven which to me you know relative to the podcast uh that's pretty good so if we can hit 50 within the next episode or two That would be awesome. Um, Appreciate you guys hooking it up and helping out. Finally, if you're feeling like Oprah and you want to support the podcast, you can. Uh, Feel free to leave a tip, a donation, or maybe join one of our monthly memberships via the Buy Me a Coffee page that I set up for the podcast. There's a lot of fun stuff there. And while we're on the topic, I need to give a shout out to our newest member, the Lord and Savior himself, Pin Lord. Yes, the Pin Lord is now a monthly supporter of the podcast and joins Tater Top Pin Shop, Pin My Ride, Pins by Charlie as the founding supporters for Pin Pals, which is a pretty cool and exclusive club to be a part of, if I do say so myself. Really, thank you guys for your support, uh, supporting the mission and helping me give back to the pin community. You know, if, if, if anyone listening to the podcast right now has ever learned a thing or two, maybe found a couple tidbits of advice when it came to marketing pins or talking to a manufacturer. Uh, If an episode or a conversation inspired you to make the leap into pins or, you know, any of that kind of stuff, consider supporting Pin Pals. All you got to do is just visit the Buy Me A Coffee page. Uh, I made it super easy for you guys to support the podcast. All the money goes back into it. Um, Season three is, well, has been greenlit, really. Uh, So that's going to be fun. And there's a lot of fun things that I want to do and have planned and would love to do. And we're almost there. I can't talk about it quite yet i don't want to spoil anything but um really going to be relying on building a community to help make season three as best as possible so if you want to be part of that and you want to help really build and and craft and create season three together buy me a coffee is where you want to be check that out link will be in the show notes all right today's episode i talk with phil from Cooletric Creations about, well, pins, of course. Uh, This was a super fun and entertaining conversation. I mean, get ready, probably for the most transparent episode to date. Um, 
I mean, I pull back the curtains and aside from the usual questions, you know, how did you get started? How do you design pins? What's your workflow look like? We get pretty deep into certain topics such as advertising on Etsy. You know, I peel back the curtains, like I said, and I show you guys how much I've spent on Etsy advertising versus how much I've profited over Etsy advertising, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and Phil weighs in. Uh, we talk about trying to crack the algorithm on Instagram, which is like seemingly impossible, but we try and just like <laughs> go back and forth with sharing tips with each other. Uh, we also talk about finding his pins as knockoffs on Alibaba and, you know, someone else who was trying to get in the pin game, saw an opportunity to buy pins in bulk, but they actually turned out to be Phil's pins. So that was a pretty interesting story. And there's so much more in this conversation. It's a good one. Um, I learned a couple cool things from Phil as well, like how to gauge whether or not a design should be turned into a pin. Uh, I learned a little bit more about screen printing on pins and and so much more. You know, it's really hard for me to summarize all this stuff. So I'm just going to go ahead and roll the interview. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with my pin pal, Cooletric Creations. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Pin Pals. And remember, it's the little things in life. Welcome to Pin Pals, Phil. How is it going? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, glad to hear it. Glad to have you on the show. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, I've been watching, you know, the podcast and listening to the podcast. It's amazing. So I do appreciate your time and, and having me on. Hey, of course, would love to have you too. The add you to the Pin Pod family. You're doing a lot of cool stuff, and I, and I want to get all into it with your pin shop, Cool Electric Creations. Very awesome stuff. Thank you. Before we jump into that, why don't we tell the listeners who you are? So I'm Phil. I'm an L.A. native, so born and raised in Los Angeles. My background is nowhere near pins. Uh, you know, I grew up uh, in San Pedro, which is, you know, uh, it's a beach town and my dad's a longshoreman, and I actually did longshoring for a long time. I, I, you know, I'm just like this basic, you know, kid that grew up in a small town and uh, just kind of went with the flow. And somehow I ended up here uh, doing pins and uh, starting my own brand, which is amazing. It's been a it's been a cool ride. But man, I'm just your I'm just your down to earth guy, man. That's me. I'm just Phil. <laughs> <laughs> You seem pretty down to earth, and that's that's pretty cool. Talk to me a little bit about your pin shop, Coolectric Creations. So, Coolectric Creations, there's so many categories going on within Coolectric Creations. I can't just give it like one, you know, category, one style of pin that I do. Um, I grew up on so much stuff, you know. So, I grew up on, you know, listening to vinyl records with my dad. You know, I grew up going to Disneyland, you know, uh, when I was a kid, and still enjoy that. You know, I grew up in a town where there's low rider cars and, you know, there's backyard parties. And so, you know, Collectric uh, is all over the place. I have Disney stuff. I have, you know, some Latin inspired stuff. Um, I have uh, just, you know, 80s inspired stuff because that's, that's when I grew up. I'm an 80s kid. So I grew up in the 80s. Um, so if you go to Collection Creations, uh, you're just not going to find one thing. You're going to find a, a variety of things. Um, there's always something for everyone. Doesn't matter what decade you were born in. It doesn't matter what decade you are totally into at the moment, you're going to find something there. So Collectric is just a variety of so much, but not only pop culture, but kind of like, you know, um, 
a tribute to like LA, you know, like I have some Lakers, I'm, I'm a Lakers fan and a Dodgers fan. You're going to find, you know, some, some cool things in there. And it's so much, man. It's, just, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's even confusing for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm looking at your site right now and it's just, yeah, it, it touches on a lot of different things, but it just hones in on this like pretty cool, unique, fun style, this cool take on a lot of this, these pop culture stuff. Like I want to say these uh, Star Wars pins that I think you're doing for Pin Labs, which we'll get into later. These things look cool. It looks like there's screen print, like a bunch of different colors screen printed on the pins. Um, I think you're talking about the artsy Star Wars pins. Yes, so, uh, yeah, those were like uh, 80s inspired to me. And I just wanted to create a, a, a series of Star Wars pins that not only would you wear, but maybe you would see in an art gallery. You know, maybe like it's just like way out there because, you know, uh, there's a million Star Wars pins going on right now. Like, you know, Star Wars is hot, man. Mandalorian's hot. You know, it's just like, the, you know, so a lot of pin makers are doing Star Wars pins. And I just wanted to do something totally different that no one else has done. And I'm actually executing that right now and really happy with the outcome. Uh, but yeah, the, um, for instance, this pin here, I'm just going to show it real quick. Um, but that's the Stormtrooper yeah. pin there. That has 17 screen prints on it. Oh my God. Yeah. And uh, so it is a lot of work. And, you know, I really have to trust the factories on these. And, you know, we've, there's a lot of back and forth, but um, they're, they're coming out great. And the response and the support on these is just amazing. Uh, you watch The Mandalorian? Yeah. Okay. So at the beginning of The Mandalorian, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but they have kind of like an intro, you know, for, for Lucas Films, where it kind of shows like uh, this, like kind of rainbow, kind of like iridescent, kind of like shadowing around some of the characters. Mm -hmm. And you see the reflections and stuff. And, and that's where I got the idea from. You know, I was looking at that. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool to maybe do like a reflection, you know, or something. And, and you know, I was kind of messing with metals, you know, like maybe I just do like a, you know, maybe try to execute like a chrome. And then finally, I was like, no, that's too hard, you know, um, to maybe do like a 3D mold and add print on that. And I was like, it's not going to work. So I actually went with this and, you know, went with my, you know, kind of like 80s influence and, and, and did those. So they're just amazing. I'm really happy, you know, really happy with the outcome. Bravo. Yeah, they, they came out awesome. Definitely gonna have to order a couple. And you said 17 different colors screen printed on this thing. I'm thinking from uh, like a pin maker perspective, that's an expensive pin, man. Sorry for the motorcycle going by, but that's an expensive pin. And then I'm checking it on your website and they're only going for 14 bucks. Not to say that that's on like on the cheap end of things, but I've definitely seen pins go a lot higher, you know, lots of different reasons and, and whatnot. But right. this is a, I don't know, I guess from this perspective, it's a, it's a, oh, wow. Good for you. You know, I started collecting pins at Disney and the prices at Disney are insane. And, you know, I try to keep my prices fair you know, as a small business, I need to make it fair to myself as well. The norm is a $10 pin. You know, that's what everyone's like expecting, you know, to spend 10 bucks on a pin. You go to a show, you're, you're expecting to spend 10 bucks on a pin. But now, you know, the manufacturer prices are actually going up. Mm -hmm. You know, so now a $10 pin might be an $11 pin. Uh, but a pin with this much detail and this much work in it that takes the manufacturer over a month to produce uh, because they're trying to get those screen pins just right, 
you know, they're, they're coming back at me saying, yeah, that's, that's going to cost a little bit more than what you thought. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, it, maybe it could be a $20 pin, but I'm not trying to make, you know, a, a, a ton off of it. I want to be fair. I did do a couple of them at 13 bucks just because, you know, the manufacturer gave me a break on a couple of them, but you know, for the most part, you know, $14, I think is fair for what it is. And, um, I don't know, you know, if you're a pin fan and not a pin maker, there's so much work that goes into these pins. I know when you hold it in your hand, you know, you're just holding a pin in your hand. You're just like, uh, what's it worth? You know, it's just a piece of metal. It's just, yeah, it's just a piece of metal. But, you know, when you're doing something that is really creative, uh, for instance, like a stained glass pin or something, or, you know, a, a pin that has like the pearlescent, you know, swirl or something, the manufacturer, that's more work for them. So, they, you know, the prices bump up. So unfortunately we need to bump up those prices as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I try to be fair with the prices. Um, it is a little pricey, but not bad. Yeah. I, I'm definitely, I hear you on that. I'm finally venturing on to making a new pin with the new feature. I might have talked about it on the podcast. I don't know. I don't want to give it away just yet, but it, it does use the, that pearlescent finish mm-hmm. that you briefly talked about. Right. Boy, did that make the price skyrocket. Right. Because I got two different colors on two different spots. So it's like, all right, what's the damage, Doc? Right. I just did my first one and I did, it's not released yet, but I just got it in hand. And yeah, it bumps up the price. And then I actually have one in production uh, the one I just did just has like the pearlescent, you know, uh, colors on it. But the one that it's in production right now actually has the swirls. Oh, nice. They hand do those with like a little toothpick, you know, so they actually, everything is hand done with those swirls. So yeah, I mean, that that's going to be a, a pricey pin as well. But, you know, the outcome is what matters. If that's what you want, you just got to roll with it. You know, don't cut yourself short on an awesome pin just because it's going to run you, you know, maybe a dollar more a unit. If that, you know, just go for it. You know, whatever's in your head, whatever your vision is, just, I, I feel like you just need to do it. Yeah, for sure. I had a vision in my head for this. Like it, it'd be nice to, if I could use like all the, the premium effects as like adventure society, put it on one of his episodes, uh, glow in the dark, have the glitter, the pearlescent, have all the works, rainbow metal, all that stuff. But I really found a way to kind of emphasize this pin by adding those those special effects. And I think that's kind of like a good approach, the strategic approach to like upgrading to a premium feature with a pin. Absolutely. The one that's in production now, I wanted it to kind of be like a smoke effect. Oh, cool. That's why I did the pearl and I wanted it to kind of like swirls to be like a smoke effect within the pin. So, you know, when I design pins, you know, I, I just don't be like, oh, like I want to throw some pearl on it just because it'll be shiny and like, you know, maybe that'll attract more attention. It's like, no, I, I try to, you know, whatever goes with the pin, whatever might work, you know, um, mm-hmm. I try to throw it in there. Kind of lean into those cool features. Yeah, because they are available. And, you know, as, as a pin maker, you know, I learn something every couple months, you know, like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. And I follow a lot of great pin makers and that introduced me to so many different like textures and, you know, different things you could do with a pin. And it's just amazing. When I first started doing pins, I thought soft enamel was it. I thought that every color had to have a black outline around it. You know, I thought that, you know, soft enamel was the way to go. And that's how I started. I started with this, a bunch of soft enamel pins and, you know, I would look at other pins, like the Disney pins, like mass-produced pins. Okay. Um, you know, they would have, because uh, like our, 
our shit's professional too, you know? <laughs> yeah, they probably come from the same factory. <laughs> probably, and we actually probably put more work into it. But, you know, I would <laughs> notice that they, you know, they would have a, a, a smooth surface, you know? And I'm like, what, what is this? I didn't really understand it, you know? Figuring it out a little bit later. Oh, it's hard enamel. I'm like, oh, hard enamel, okay. And then a little bit later, you know, a year down the road, oh, I could do printing on top of that hard enamel. And then, you know, six months down the road, oh, I could do printing on top of soft enamel if I do an epoxy fill, you know, so I'm always learning something new, you know, and I, I've been doing this for, you know, this year will be four years. Nice. And I'm still learning new stuff. You know, uh, my buddy Miguel from BB Create, my buddy Carlos from Data Crew, uh, my buddy uh, Stina from Laser Brain, like all these, you know, cool artists, they help me out and they're like, hey, have you seen this? Did you know you could do this? You know, uh, oh yeah, you could totally do that. And it's just like blows my mind all the time that, you know, you think you know it all, but you know nothing. <laughs> yeah, man, that's the cool thing about like being in this this community just in life in general is just that like that constant thirst for knowledge and improving and just seeing what else is out there. It's, you know, it's how you grow as a business and that's how you learn and that's how you evolve your craft and your products. And that's how they get bigger and better over time. Yeah. But it's you like, you're genuinely excited about that. And like, I can feel that. And that's really cool. Yeah. It's just because, you know, I mean, you know, you, you produce a pin, you know, ages ago, and, but when you see these new techniques, you're like, ooh, I could have did that on that pin. So you kind of try to create something new, kind of similar to what you did before that you could use these new techniques with. But mm -hmm. yeah, it is exciting. Um, you know, when I find out, you know, that I could do something different, um, I'm like, hell yeah, let's, let's roll with this. Let's, <laughs> what, what can I do? You know? Yeah. It always, always, always keeps my brain going. Nice. Uh, talk to me about your, your pin making process. You know, once you have something designed, what's it look like? for you because that process is different for everyone yeah um it's it's different for me too every time um <laughs> so uh you know i get the vision and i sketch it out on my ipad crappy sketch just like as quick as i can just so i don't forget and once i get that sketch down and i know okay that's kind of like the direction i'm going to lead towards i go online i get a little bit of reference and, you know, it's just, for me, it's this reference, 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 you know, if I'm doing a Mandalorian pin, I need to make sure I'm kind of like, and I do mashups too, you know, but I kind of want to make sure, you know, it, when people look at it, they know exactly, you know, like, oh, I, I know exactly what, that's a Mandalorian pin. I know exactly what that's from. Even if I mash it up with something, I know what the other part is. So I just want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm key with everything. And um, so I do reference and then I will actually get on the iPad and you know do it all in layers and spend time with it and then if i need to i'll throw it on the mac and i'll you know go and i use this program called pixelmator it's kind of like a photoshop i don't use ai i don't use photoshop um i don't use anything fancy pixelator yeah it's just called pixelator it's real simple and it's real easy so if i need to do you know anything i throw it in there and i you know touch up some things or you know get it perfect I stare at this for a while before I actually send it away. And I'll be honest with you, when I get the final design, I think it's money. I'm just like, oh, this is this is a heater, <laughs> you know? And what I do first is I make it into a sticker just to kind of get people's feedback. So I'll produce it as a sticker. And I just throw my stickers, you know, in packages for free. Okay. I post them on on Instagram just to kind of get feedback. And 
I'll, I'll show them the sticker or even, you know, I'll throw up the design even, you know, on Instagram and I kind of like check for the feedback. And if I get massive feedback and it's great feedback, like, oh my God, that's amazing. I can't wait to see this as a pin and please make this to a pin. And, you know, you got to do this and you got to roll with it. I get, you know, I get a little bit more pumped. Yeah. If there's crickets, you know, and, you know, I don't, I, I don't have like millions of followers. I have, you know, coming up on 8,000 followers, but I have a lot of active followers who are really into my stuff and they, you know, comment, you know, every day and they always are commenting on my stories and giving me, you know, good support and feedback. But if I hear crickets, I know I need to change that design or I know that, you know, it's just not going to happen. It's going to be one that'll be sitting around for years. You know, it's not, and, and you know, I'm not just after sellouts, mm. you know, like that's not what I'm after. I, I don't have to, I don't want, I'm not making a pin. So it sells out right away. I'm making the pin because I enjoy you know, the pop culture, uh, you know, kind of side of that pin, you know, like I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm a freaking Pixar fan, you know. You're a fan first. Right, I'm a fan first. So I am creating those pins because I am the fan and I, I, I want to create a pin, you know, uh, inspired by those movies, you know, the music and all that stuff that I love. That one thing that you think is going to be a heater can just not be anything, you know, it could just be sitting forever and, mm -hmm. you know, my brother, uh, he, he always brings this up. My brother and I were born in the 70s. We grew up in the 80s. So we love like the Groovy Ghoulies. Um, you know, it's a cartoon where these monsters play in a band. You know, we grew up on, you know, HR Puffin stuff and all these cool shows that probably nobody has any idea what they are. But we grew, yeah, we grew up on these shows and we're like, dude, we need to make pins, you know, of these shows. And like, we'll sell maybe one or two, you know, <laughs> like, so even though we're totally into it, a lot of people, they just don't get it. And they're just like, I have no clue what this is, man. So, and once I get a feel for the pin and I, I know, you know, uh, people are into it, then, you know, I figure out, you know, if I'm going to do soft enamel, if I'm going to do hard enamel, figure out the printing layers, you know, on Pixelmator, you know, I'll do a platform of just like the hard enamel part, and then I'll throw the layers of the screen, which I'm sure a lot of, you know, I'm sure most pin makers do. And once I'm happy with everything, I send it to the manufacturer and I just say my nightly prayers that it comes back looking the way that, you know, I envisioned it. <laughs> For the most part, you know, uh, you know, I've gone through at least, you know, a dozen manufacturers, you know, within the four years of creating pins. Uh, for the most part, they come out, you know, great. But there's been, you know, a handful of times where like, whoa. And, and I've seriously have thrown batches in the recycle. Like, I look, I'm like, I can't sell this. There's no way. Like, you know, I just take a hit on it, you know, mm -hmm. and I'll tell the manufacturer like, hey, this isn't what I want. And the only thing they're going to do for me is redo the pin. I'm like, that just doesn't make sense because it doesn't matter what you do. It's just not going to come out the way I want it. So I just take the hit, you know, and I just recycle them. And, you know, like even uh, even Carlos, you know, from Data, you know, and uh, my, my brother would be like, just give them away for free. I'm like, no, like that's, you know, if, if I'm not happy with it, mm -hmm. I'm not going to I'm not going to even give it away for free. You know, I like that. So once it goes to the manufacturer, you know, again, like I'm just like saying my prayers, like, come on, man, give me something <laughs> good. You know, yeah, you know, my manufacturers, they send a photo in an email when production's done they're like hey we're gonna mail these out to you and they're always crappy pictures always always, <laughs> always. they're the crappiest most pixelated pictures and i'm like okay like I, I can't tell whether this is good or bad you know so i just have to wait till i get them in person i'm opening the box i get the knife i open it 
And I just, I kind of close my eyes a little bit. I pick one up. I go, ah, yeah, it looks good. It looks good. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much my process. You know, I just, um, you know, I create mostly everything on my iPad. Once I'm happy with the design, it goes to the manufacturer. I trust the manufacturer with the art proofs. You know, I don't do my own art proofs. You know, sometimes if I want something a certain way, I'll like, do like a PDF with like arrows, you know, like yeah. saying, oh, I want this this way, I want this that way. But I don't do like my own proofs with Pantone colors and all that. And I know a lot of pin makers do, and that's awesome. I just like, I, I honestly don't have the time or just to get like a Pantone book and kind of look through everything and kind of figure out your colors, you know, I, I just don't have the time to do it. So I kind of trust the manufacturers to get, you know, everything right, you know, and sometimes, you know, the colors, they come back on the pin, you know, especially if it's, a soft enamel pin with like a black plated background, the colors will come out a little bit darker, which is fine. It's expected, but yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much trust the manufacturer with the proofs, you know, uh, I don't do my own, my own art proofs and send it to them in my own Panto colors, but maybe I should, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, if it's working, you're not getting too many mistakes or anything like that. I think yeah. over time you just develop this this trust and it's just kind of like process with this manufacturer, you know, hopefully there's that good faith, you know, when something does happen, maybe a color's messed up, they'll remake it, but they'll, they'll, yeah, we'll remake it for you on your next order. Give us more money and then we'll throw it in on that order or something like that. I was like, yeah, we got you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, if it's a, uh, a pin that requires printing, like I'll send them, you know, um, I'll send them, okay, I want this. This is going to be the hard enamel part. This is going to be the printing part. Okay. And if, if needed, you know, sometimes the manufacturer goes, wow, this is really like complex, you know, it's uh, can you send me an AI file? And I don't, I don't mess with AI. I, have, I don't know how to use it. I have no clue. You know, so I send my files to somebody to convert it all into AI for me. And then, you know, it's easier for the manufacturer to kind of break up those, all those layers and stuff. Cool. I want to touch on something real quick. You said in the beginning of this, how you kind of gauge whether or not to turn something into a pin by turning it into a sticker or maybe like doing the design. I think that's really smart. And a lot of people take different approaches to that. Maybe they'll just show a little bit of it or, you know, I don't know. They'll do like a time-lapse drawing or something like that. Like I'm still trying to figure out what the best process is to kind of like tease a pin without giving it away or thinking that like oh if i release like just the image of this someone else is going to take that and turn it into a pin like before i do or before i get a chance to do that so like but it it, do you do that with all your designs is that pretty much more or less your selection process not all of them i'm not really afraid of someone taking the idea from me um I've, I've created pins before, you know, a month later or a couple months later, I'll see another artist do something super, super, super similar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe they got the idea from me. But honestly, like one time I was like, oh, hell, like theirs looks better than mine. You know, congrats, you know, um, whether they got the idea from me or not, I really don't care. You know, if you're carbon copying somebody's design, then that's messed up, you know, like that's that's not cool. But if you just get the idea, you know, like we don't own anything, you know, like I don't own the license to Disney or, you know, uh, anything like I don't, I don't own it. It's not mine to be like, Oh, that's mine. You know, it's true. But if you have a certain thing where, you know, it's yours because nobody did it, you created it. It's been around for a long time. And then somebody 
takes that and runs with it and makes it their own, then yeah, it'd be like, ah, oh, come on, man. Like, you know, <laughs> so I'm not really afraid of somebody taking the art and making a pin before I do. Cause honestly, when I, you know, sometimes when I do show that art on, you know, Instagram, just to kind of get a feel for it, that pin might not even go into production for, you know, I'm not even kidding, like six months or more because I have so much piled up. You know, the the thing I shared on Instagram, the design I shared on Instagram was just something that popped in my head and I just designed it, you know, on the iPad real quick, you know, it took me, you know, like maybe like, you know, a half hour, 40 minutes to design it. And I showed it like, oh, what do you guys think of this? You know, something real quick. And like, you know, I always do that. I create, you know, stuff for fun. And I'll be like, hey, I just did this for fun. And people are like, that's amazing. Like, you know, you should, you, you should make that into a pin. And, but I have so much other stuff going on. Like it won't get made into a pin for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, I kind of, I don't worry about if someone's going to take that design and, okay. and make it a pin. You know, I have had uh, not pin makers, uh, fellow pin makers, you know, in this community, uh, but I've had people in China take my designs and remake them and sell them, you know. Oh, snap. We talked about this on the uh, on a previous episode with noise pins. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tell me the, your experience. Um, so uh, I got a DM from uh, someone who follows me and someone's, you know, who's just loves my pins and is into my pins. And she's like, hey, like, I think someone's, you know, selling your pin designs but as you know as their pins i'm like okay but you know i have a wholesaler so i have you know someone that you know uh, handles all the wholesales for me so i was like oh maybe it's maybe they just bought them wholesale you know you know she sends me a, a link to etsy and i go on and it's a completely crappy just a totally messed up version of one of my pins and <laughs> it looked horrible and I was like oh I'm like someone actually produced this you know and so I messaged you know the person on Etsy and I was like hey you know just letting you know that um that's my design I don't care that you're selling it that's fine I just want to know where you got it from and she said uh Alibaba or AliExpress and she sent me the link and I went on and sure enough they had a few of my designs that they were selling Mm. and for for cheap you could get my pins for like 50 cents and i was just like whoa you know and um so my pins are around that aren't my pins <laughs> my design That's is crazy around. and when that happened you know it it was a shock but you know i mean i i, I didn't let it bother me i just i took a picture of of, of the back because i don't show the back stamps on my shop or on etsy or anything but i took a picture of the back stamp and I was just like, hey, this is the original one. You know, if it doesn't have this back stamp, it's not coming from the artist who created it. And uh, and that's it. That's all I did on Etsy. You know, so people, if people are like comparing prices or they're kind of going like, oh, like I seen that one and that one's, you know, the same or whatever. Like, I just want them to know like, hey, I created like, I'm the original, you know, I'm the one who actually did the artwork for this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty shocking. Like, I was just like, wow. And again, and that pin was a Pixar uh, character. And again, like, I don't know that you know yeah hard to get mad at that i guess right every once in a while uh, i see my pins on etsy and i don't tell them to take them off you know i i don't say like hey you can't sell that like i own that you know i, I don't do that i'm just like just letting you know like i'm the original artist and actually a couple of people on etsy they apologize and they're really cool about it and they're like oh I'm, I'm gonna get rid of this like i'm sorry i didn't know this like i'm, I'm gonna take it off on etsy and you know I'll just give the pins away because they only you know they only bought a few of them 
So I, I really appreciated that. And that 50 cents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a lot. What's the, what's the saying? All, all good that ends, all good that ends well. All, all, you all know well. what? <laughs> now you got, now you got me tongue tied in my head. All that ends well, something, all that. I suck at this. I, I should probably so look I. up these like proverbs or, or whatever it is. All I know is the, the end part is ends well. There you go. It ends well. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it ends well. You're not letting it bother you. So, so that's good. You're not letting any like negative energy manifest within you. Like, ah, chop it away. Right. I don't got time for that. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about marketing. But before we do that, any parting words, any advice for pin makers new into the game? Or maybe they're, you know, just trying to get started and they're not there yet. Yeah. So my advice to new pin makers or someone who's even thinking about doing it is just do some research. You know, like I wish I would have did that in the beginning. Um, When I did my first pin, again, I just, you know, created it on my iPad and the first manufacturer that had a good price, I sent it to them a lot of the fill and the colors were spilling over, you know, they weren't the greatest looking. <laughs> and so I would, I would suggest to do research. Don't be afraid to reach out to some uh, people you follow, you know, some of the brands that, you know, really inspire you or you, you like their pins. Um, yeah. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be some people out there uh, who'd be like, oh, I, I can't give you that information. You know, like, you know, my manufacturer is like my secret, you know, but me, yeah, I give, I give everything out, you know, it's just like, it, it, you know, so just reach out, you know, to, uh, you know, people that you follow that make pins um, and kind of just, you know, ask some basic questions, you know, about manufacturers, you know, about different ways, you know, uh, different styles of pins. Um, you know, uh, there's so much like technique that can go into a pin, you know, like, oh, I need my lines to be certain millimeters and I need it to be, I need the pin to be th- this thickness. Like, yeah, that shit you don't need to worry about, you know, like, but I would definitely research. Don't go with like the first manufacturer that gives you a good price, you know, because, you know, you're going to find a million of those and just take your time with it. If you have a design that you think is going to be a banger, don't roll with it right away. Think about it, kind of figure out, you know, who your audience is going to be. And, you know, just make sure that the design is perfect before you send it out and, you know, kind of go over, you know, sizes. There's just, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't just jump into it. That's basically what I'm saying. Like, just yeah. don't jump into it and be like, boom, like I'm going to do a pin. And then like, you know, within like, you know, uh, a week, you already have a pin in production. Like just, just get some basic info, you know, um, just reach out, you know, and just uh, take it slow. Don't, don't rush into it. Take it slow. Yeah, that's that's big. It's really excited to get eager over the process and, and wanting the pins like right away. But you got to do your due diligence. I My first pin came quick. I would say maybe 40 percent of them look crappy. Mm. And once I had the pin in my hand, I'm like, well, OK, I don't have a backing card. I don't you know, it's just like you got to figure out, you know, you know, how you're going to present your pin, you know, uh, how you're going to, you know, just, I know we're going to talk about marketing, but how you're going to market your pin, you know, how, how are you going to catch people's attention? So maybe you do like a really cool custom backing card to that pin, you know, or maybe you just do like a generic brand. And, and, and that's, that's, that's a big thing too. What's your name going to be like, <laughs> yes, Collectric is like 
to me, 80s inspired. I wanted to do something cool and like electric, like something you would see like on an old school, like commercial, you know, like, oh, those pins are electric, you know, and <laughs> and I started with mashup pins. Like my first, you know, I would say, you know, first five or six pins were just mashup pins. And so I wanted a mashup name, like cool and then electric. So electric. And moving forward years later, you know, I wish that I would have picked something different. I'm still sticking with this, but I wish I would have picked something a little bit that wasn't like a tongue twister that everyone could pronounce easily, you know, like, because actually the full, the full name for, for my brand is Collectric Creations, which is like this long, you know, like <laughs> when I put it on a banner, it's just like, whoa, what is that, you know? Uh, and it's just, it's long, you know, Collectric Creations. I wish I would have picked a name that was just like, I don't know. I don't even know an example, but maybe just like, you know, turtle pins, you know, yeah, yeah. real short, <laughs> real short. Yeah. So that's another thing too. think about that name because that name is going to stick. And later, if you want to rebrand, it's going to be really difficult, especially if you have like a following already on Instagram that knows you by the first name you picked. If you change it, yeah, maybe, you know, people will catch on, but maybe some won't. So not only about the pin production, the pin design, and but the name, <laughs> like that, I think that's going to be really important for people starting out. It's yeah, um, Phil. I don't know. Maybe we should start a class. Maybe we can uh, open enrollment sometime late this September and uh, teach people all this stuff because it, it is it is a lot. But don't let it overwhelm you. It's just part of like anything that you would be doing and, and willing to invest in every business you're gonna have to have like a business plan you have to figure all that stuff out because you want to know what right. you're walking into before you don't want any surprises pretty much yeah I mean, well, first of all we're definitely doing the school we're going to do like the the pin manufacturing 101 and then you know <laughs> but welcome to hard enamel 202 <laughs> right <laughs> um but it doesn't matter what your uh you know what your hobby is, or if you, if, you know, if you want to fix up a classic car, you're just not going to jump into it. I mean, you need to figure out what car you're going to fix up. You need to figure out, you know, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of engine you're going to throw in there. You know, uh, I, I never built an engine, so you're going to need help. You're going to need to go, you know, ask people, Oh, you know, like, how do I do this? What's best for this? You know, just, it doesn't matter what you're into. You're, you, you need to do your, you know, you need to do your footwork and, and, and just, you know, get some good advice. Yes really think it over. Yeah. Good stuff, Phil. Good stuff. All right. Marketing. What yes. does marketing look like for you? A mess. <laughs> A mess. <laughs> it's, it's Yeah. Cause I, again, you know, in Collectric, I have so much stuff going on. Uh, so I have different like categories, different series. So for instance, if, uh, I'm doing like this duo series right now where it's like, this is one of them here. This is uh, Woody and uh, Buzz from Toy Story. Yes. Very cute. I love it. Thank you. The, the kawaii style there. Um, yeah. So I have, um, I have Marty and Doc from uh, Back to the Future. I have SpongeBob and Patrick. Um, so I have, I have a few sets and I want to just concentrate on that, you know? So I'm like, okay, I need to market these. I need to show people these, you know? So but then I have like these other, these other things I have going on, you know, so it's just like, I, I'm always confused. Um, so the way that I market is all through Instagram. Like okay. that is, that is my platform. That's my social media platform. Um, I do have a page on Facebook, which does absolutely nothing for me. 
And some, some brands may say like, wow, like I get, you know, a lot of action on Facebook. I get nothing on Facebook. What are your secrets? <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, Instagram is my number one platform. I don't do TikTok. I don't do Pinterest. I don't do, you know, whatever the hell else is out there. All I do is Instagram. Uh, that's where I get a lot, you know, a lot of interaction is through uh, Instagram. Um, and I do promote my posts. Um, okay. Okay. If I see that a post is doing well and getting a lot of attention, I'm like, okay, well, if it's getting, you know, uh, a few hundred likes, you know, on its own, you know, organically, I'm going to boost this post and I'm going to promote it. So I could get like another couple thousand people checking it out. So I do do some promoted posts. How much do you throw down on that? So I usually do like 60 bucks, you know, I do, um, I do like 10 bucks a day for, uh, for like six days. Uh, I just let it roll. And then if it does really well, I'll like renew it, you know, keep adding to it. Um, you know, and you'll notice whether it's a dud promotion or if the promotion is doing well, you know, if you get a couple sales, you're like, all right, it's doing good. If you're getting a ton of followers, all right, it's doing good. You get more mm -hmm. sales, but you know, after two days or three days of promotion, you're not seeing anything. Like I just, yeah, you'll know. Yeah. yeah, and I just I just delete the promotion, but yeah. Uh, aside from collectorcreations.com, my uh, my personal website, I actually have an Etsy store as well, and um, so I have an Etsy store uh, where I promote as well. I pay Etsy, you know, marketing fees, so you know all my pins go to the top of the list. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if people are searching up, you know, uh, whatever it is, like Snow White, and like okay, my my Snow White pin will pop up, you know, and. It just, you know, Etsy really helps out. Uh, Etsy's platform is humongous, you know. Yep. You know, on my personal website, I'm just doing that on my own. I don't do any marketing besides what I do on Instagram for my personal website. I don't do Google ads, you know, I don't do anything. I just, for my personal website, it is just Instagram. If you give Etsy, like even a dollar a day, and I think that's what I do. I do a dollar a day. You know, they give you uh, advertisements, not only on Etsy, but on Google searches as well and on Google ads. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they do. And that like really, really helps me out for people that can, you know, throw down that dollar a day or two dollars a day. Like I would highly suggest you do that. I'm just going to say right now, I'm throwing down twenty five dollars a day. But it's it's not I'm not using twenty five dollars a day. It's up to twenty five dollars. It's only like right. when people click on something that Etsy will charge you. Yeah, it's like five cents or ten cents or whatever every time someone clicks on. Um, so I guess you could I, I, you could set your your limits. And I think I seriously am. I think my limit is like a dollar a day because when I first started, I was like, well, I'll do like thirty bucks a month. You know that that sounds cool. And I think I stuck with it. And it, it just works. But yeah, it, it, does, it does depend on the clicks. Um, and I know if you do get a sale or a click outside of Etsy from the Google ads, it is a little bit more expensive. They take out a little chunk of it, mm. of, that, of that sale. But that's, that's fine with me. Like, I'm cool with it. You know, like if my product gets, uh, you know, a lot of eyes on it and somebody actually, you know, buys something from me, I'm, I'm cool. You know, take, taking out that little percentage. For sure. Yeah, I, I wasn't trying to like jump in or flex on the, the $25 a day. I was thinking about it. I wanted to be like transparent because right. like, this stuff works uh, and everyone's budget is is different. I'm just making it $25 a day so that it like really blasts out. But when you Heck think yeah. about it, like I'm doing like Ninja Turtle stuff. So really, how many people are searching for Ninja Turtle pins? A ton. 
<laughs> there are, yeah, there are a ton. Don't get me wrong, but that's why I'm not like spending twenty five dollars a day within the last thirty days. Just, just because I think this is kind of cool, and I like when YouTube channels and stuff like that show the transparency. There it is. I don't know if it's backwards for you, but twenty five dollars a day. This is what I've made so far. Like, that's a lot of ad views. That's forty four thousand folks like seeing the ads. That is good. And about $90 in revenue, but I did spend $70 in ads. But some might say, well, you're only making, we'll round up 20 bucks or something like that. Well, yeah, you can look at it like that. I came out in the green. I, I didn't lose any money, but also right. 44,000 people looked at it. All these people favorited the items. Exactly. Maybe favorited my shop. Like that visibility is huge. And then you, like your products become top of mind next time they search for something like this. There's a lot of value behind it. Right. On Etsy, the favored, you know, somebody favors your, your, your product. That's huge. And same thing with, uh, you know, um, the Instagram ads or not ads, but the Instagram uh, promotions is that when you do an ad, like everyone's saving that post, everyone, like I just see the saves go up, save, 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 save. So, you know, they want to go back to that, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're thinking about it. They want to go back to it and it might not be today. It might not be the next day or this week that they buy something, but eventually they're going to become a customer. And, you know, a huge thing for me in marketing is what you're putting inside that package, you know? Oh, Okay. So you have that first customer. Okay, someone saw your ad on Etsy. Be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this uh, this Star Wars artsy pin for fourteen dollars. You know, I'm gonna throw in a matching sticker. I'm gonna throw in a free pin sometimes. Uh, you know, it, that's what you got to do. You know, you have that number. You have that customer that is 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 buying something, taking a chance on you for the first time. You better throw something cool in that bag for them. And uh, whether it's just a free sticker or even like a little thank you. No, I know uh, Miguel from uh, BB Create does a handwritten message for, uh, I don't know if he, it's for all of them, but it used to be for every single order. I don't know if he still does that. Yeah. No, yeah, I think he still does it actually. A handwritten note for every customer and, you know, just to thank them. So that's, that's huge marketing for me. If you throw something in there, all my Etsy reviews, or like it came with a free sticker. It's awesome. Like I didn't know I was going to get a free sticker and like, oh, he threw in a free pin. This is crazy, you know, like, mm-hmm. and people read those reviews and they're just like, oh, damn, like this guy is throwing in, you know, a free pin every once in a while. Okay. Like he's, he's a cool dude. It builds credibility for your shop too. People are on the fence about buying stuff from you. Like, oh, well, I don't know how many five-star reviews your shop has. 300 five-star, like, okay, then I feel pretty good like ordering the stuff. Right. And yeah, I've not gotten like one batter beyond Etsy. And it's just like, you know, it feels good to know that that community is, you know, supporting me because that platform is huge. So for you, for you guys that aren't on Etsy, I suggest, you know, try it out because it's a, it's crazy. Uh, But back to like marketing and stuff, I'm going to just like talk about Instagram. Like what I'm having kind of like struggles with is pit pictures on Instagram. You know, do I take a picture of the pins on a on a denim jacket? Do I just do a colored background? Do I Photoshop a cool background behind it? Do I hold it in my hand, you know, outside, you know? <laughs> I could do the same pin and do different posts, you know, and get totally different interaction on it. 
Like, mm -hmm. you know, one post won't get anything and the other post will get like, you know, a ton of likes and a ton of comments. So I'm always struggling with like, what's the right picture? I see Instagram pages and, uh, you know, a lot of like uh, crafty people, for instance, uh, Etsy people, they have an Instagram <laughs> that, that looks totally like in sync. Yeah. Everything is peach and everything is pretty and everything's glowing and, 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 and shimmering and shiny and everything looks like, you know, your eyes are just like, you know, you're just like, oh, you're like getting hypnotized in this shit, right? With me, it just looks like a mess. Like I just have, <laughs> I just have stuff all over the place. And it's like, that's one thing that I think I need help with kind of getting like a flow for my Instagram page, you know, what pictures work best. And Carlos and I talk about this all the time. Carlos from Data Crew, we talk about this all the time. Like he's always like, you know, don't use those crazy backgrounds. Just do a simple background, just, you know, and we go back and forth all the time on, on what, what works best for Instagram and what's going to get you the most attention and mm -hmm. interaction. So what, 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 what do you think about all that? Well, okay. One, I think it's crazy because they just, uh, well, I, I don't know when this is going to air, but Instagram recently said that it's no longer a photo sharing app, meaning they're going to favor uh, video content more than they will regular photos. So I just want to like put that out there. I think that if you're trying to gain the algorithm, I mean, if you're posting photos and you're getting good engagement, keep doing that because like your fans are expecting that. But if you're not seeing a lot of good engagement or it's just like a lot more missing than it is hitting, then go for reels. I don't know. Like take that picture, put it in the stories, add some like uh, stickers and stuff like that, and then save it. Don't post it and then post that as a reel. Throw some music behind it. There's like a quick way to make some like reels. So I would just say maybe think about trying to make video content. But, you know, as a pin maker, as I don't know, someone who's probably got a family and a mortgage and stuff like that. Like, it's hard to find the time to create all this content, and it can be very overwhelming. So, to bring it all back, here's what I've learned about photos. Or at least this is, like, my, my take. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Uh, wait, go ahead, go ahead. If you're going to talk about photos, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was, that was just a joke. I mean, it changes all the time. Don't get me wrong. And I'm still, you know, there's that constant battle. That battle is real and the struggle is real. But my, my thing is I'll get as close as I can up on the pin. Take mm -hmm. up as much real estate on the picture um, so that the pin, because like, you know, the phones and stuff like that are small. Yeah. I used to just like. So, so you want it like this? Yeah, as close as I can, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> the background, whether it's, like, denim or some sort of fabric or, or colors, what I do, I go to uh, Walmart and I get colored paper and it comes in, like, this bundle, like, this card stock. And it's, like... I just did that. 20 of six different colors or something like that. So then I'll tear up uh, a, a couple out of the, the, the book and then I'll just lay the, the stuff down and then just take pictures overhead or by a window, like... I have all this like all these flashes and video lights and stuff like that. Like there really are no excuses with with me and creating content and shit like that. But I just try and have fun with it. But I just I keep the pin as big as I can. Try and get the details to come up as clean as I can. The hard part for me is bringing that photo into Lightroom so I can get rid of any kind of like dusts or little dust things or any imperfections on the pins. Right. Because you could take a picture with your phone and they won't come out. The picture might come out great. 
Right. But when you're comparing that with like a Sony, a Canon, a Nikon, like there are differences. And mm-hmm. and when I'm taking pictures with my Sony setup, I can see a lot of those imperfections. So absolutely, it's a matter of well, do I want to like bust out the gear and take some really nice pictures? You know, what kind of pin is this? I'll usually do that when I'm releasing a pin, put it up on the website because I want like those nice pictures. But I don't know if it's something um, I've gotten in the mail or something that I've posted before, something like that. Sometimes I don't want to like get all that stuff. So I'll just get away with the phone, but getting as close as I can. So I don't use the Instagram camera app feature at all. I'll like go to the the photos app on the iPhone because pictures are a lot crisper and stuff like that. And when you're that close up, the background almost doesn't even matter. You know, like it does matter, but you're going to be so close up on it that it's going to be blurry. So I wouldn't put too much thought into it. Just making sure it's nice and clear. And then it stands out because like another thing you're dealing with is you ha- you're trying to market a bunch of different series and stuff like that. That's You're going to go insane, I think, trying to keep up a feed that looks all nice and special <laughs> and stuff like that. I think as long as each of your posts maybe gets its own like love and attention, you're really like putting it all. I, I you know, I think that's going to work because eventually like that's your brand and that's what people have come to know you by. You know, you don't have like this nice, beautiful feed. So people aren't expecting that. And like that's a lot of work to try and keep up. I tried doing the checkerboard grid with like right. one dark photo, one light photo. And that was a pain in the butt. You know, sometimes I'd have to hop on the computer and make a graphic real quick just to kind of keep up the aesthetic and stuff like that. Props to you if you can do it. But for me, I'm I'm trying to, like, be on the move a lot and not in front of the computer all the time. I can't I can't do it. Like, I've tried, you know, I, I even I've, I even had templates, you know, where like, you know, I would just like, you know, make a pin into a PNG and throw them on top of like, you know, the certain back. And like I tried a bunch of different ways and I just delete all the photos, you know, after like, you know, a, a few months. Cause I was like, this, this looks horrible. So, uh, I and am you're putting all that time into it and they're not getting any of the likes that you think you would. Cause you're putting all this time into it. Right. And I was just like, okay, you know, and I've tried a few different things, but honestly, like, you know, just taking like a, a nice simple picture, you know, with a simple background, I, I throw them into Pixelmator, you know, to touch up like Pixelmator has a really easy like retouch tool. So mm-hmm. if there's a, if there's a piece of lint or something, uh, or if there might be a little spot of like, you know, uh, a little spot on the pin that you don't want, it's so easy just to use uh, that little retouch pin, get rid of it. So even if I take the picture on an iPhone, and uh, the picture looks great, but you know, of course, you know, if you're doing a close up, you know, you see that detail of the pin that you know might not look perfect. I'll, I'll go and I'll touch it up, you know, real quick on my computer, and then and then I'll airdrop it back to my phone and then put it on Instagram. <laughs> um, so it, it is a lot of work, man, keeping all that up. But going back to the videos on Instagram, I've never fucked with Reels, which I, I want to. I've just never done it. Every time I go to the app and I was just like, eh, I, I, I mess with it a little bit. I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on here. But the cool thing that I like about videos on Instagram is you're not really seeing, you're seeing your views, but you're not really seeing the likes, which I like. I mean, yeah, engagement's great. Whether you like it or not, you're seeing it. So I like to know, like, you know, how many people are viewing the videos, how many people are viewing my stories, because I'm not liking everything that I'm scrolling by. Uh, I'm a huge Disney fan, you know, and if I'm on my personal Instagram and I'm scrolling and I see something like really cool at Disney, like, oh, my God, that's a cool food at Disney. I got to try it. I'm not liking it. I'm just scrolling by it. 
you know so i don't get butthurt if people aren't liking my shit like uh, <laughs> you know uh if i'm not getting hundreds and hundreds of likes but i like to know that they're seeing it yeah. so when i do when i do do a video i see you know how many views on my end you know i think you can see it the other end i'm not sure but on my end i see how many views right away and it doesn't show the likes which I like that because I don't really care about the likes. I just want to know who's seeing it. You know, I want to, I want to know people are actually looking at it, but I need to try reels. I need to get into that and, and, and do it. I have not done one yet, but I heard they're really cool. And they, uh, and Instagram, the algorithm really loves those. So that, yeah, that's what it is. If you're trying to like gain the algorithm, just post a bunch of reels. Dude, I've been watching a bunch of like YouTube videos. This is what I do in my free time. I'll watch YouTube videos on like TikTok strategy or how to grow on Instagram, like in 2021. Like I've seen, I don't know how many of these freaking <laughs> videos over the, over the years, but with the one like common denominator that they all have is they're posting content regularly consistently like sometimes once a day at the same time or it's like three times a day it's like three reels or three tiktoks and it's like i it must be nice to have that time yeah that ain't that's not gonna work with me i have you know, i have uh I, I just don't have the time for that like but that, so then that's when all the ads come in you know something does good yeah. you, you do the ads and you know kind of let that work its magic yeah, like I, I try to hustle on stories, you know, I hear if you do like at least 10 stories a day, you know, like Instagram likes that, you know, and you know, it'll, it'll give you some love. So I try to hustle on stories, but in my actual feed, once a day, sometimes once every two days for me, like it's not like I don't wake up in the morning and have an alarm set and be like, okay, I got to do a post at, you know, eight o'clock and then I got to do a post at, you know, 12 o'clock and then a post in the evening. No, it's just one post. And whenever I have time throughout the day, that's when I do that post. And I know that people that hustle on Instagram and TikTok, yeah, it, 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 it is rewarding for them. Like totally. I just don't have the time for it. I'm not going to hire somebody to, you know, take over my, uh, my, uh, my social media. <laughs> not yet. Maybe, maybe soon, but not yet. <laughs> Shoo. What other marketing questions? We talked a lot. Do you have any uh, advice for any just kind of like, oh, oh, here's a question. Here's our last question about marketing. I, I love this. And I just kind of started asking people this. If I gave you $100, let's, let's bump it up. Let's bump it up. $150. Hell yeah. To spend on your marketing budget. Instagram ads, Etsy ads, Google ads. I don't know. Buy a billboard. How would you spend that $150? Hundred and fifty bucks. Yep. As a as a pin maker. Okay. So hundred and fifty bucks. Uh I would probably spend probably like a hundred bucks on stickers. Like I'm not even kidding. To me, that always works well. Whether you're doing a show, you have a free sticker. You you come to my booth, you're gonna get a free sticker, you know, and it's gonna have my info on it, it's gonna have my handle on it. It's uh or definitely, you know, Instagram promotions. I'm gonna spend that, but to me, like giving something for free is huge marketing for me. Uh, I know because I, I haven't I haven't done the show since uh, since the pandemic. Um, I haven't gotten into it yet. Uh, hopefully soon I'll get my feet wet and get back into it. But if you have something, I, I always have you know I have little buttons that I give away for free. You know, on the back rim it has all my information, but just a free button, free sticker. Like after I do a show, 
And, and after I, all those freebies, like, you know, a hundred freebies go out, my Instagram grows, my sales boost, you know, I get a lot of attention, you know, so definitely, you know, maybe some, some free buttons, some free little, you know, acrylic pins that are easy and cheap to make, uh, some stickers and uh, yeah, some, some Instagram promotions will probably be my, you know, my, my, uh, my advice on that. That sounds like money well spent. Yeah. What about you, man? What's what, what, what if you had 150 bucks? Oh, great question. Where would uh, that go real quick? Where would that go real quick? They would probably, I'd say half of it would go to Instagram. I'd find maybe one or two of the best performing posts recently. And I would uh, boost the heck out of those. Probably throw a quarter of that into Etsy ads. And then I'd probably get some stickers. I could probably get like, 50 or 100 stickers made or something like that with <laughs> with the remaining money but hell yeah that's a great idea i also love stuffing packages with like stickers um we've been trying to do like more branded stickers and we're trying to have fun with them now so now instead of it saying uh warrior pins or just kind of being like just like you know doing something that's not the brand name it's uh it's our tagline it's the little things in life that's cool not associated with warrior pins or anything like that. So like, cause sometimes I feel a little weird when like brands will slap like their logo on it or something like that. Right. You know where you got it from. You're like, where else are you getting the sticker from? All my stickers are just my basically pin designs, but I just put my, I just put my handle on them, you know, so they know, you know, where it came from. They know where to find me on Instagram and it's smart. It, it really is smart. I probably should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Phil, talk to me about, the Pin Lab Show. The Pin Lab Show. Oh, my God. It's the first uh, enamel pin show to hit Pop Shop Live. And it is three brands, which is uh, Miguel and Mike from BB Create, Carlos from Day at a Crew, and me. And, dude, it's just an amazing, fun show. It's a nonstop three-hour party. And we do it every month. We just have so much fun on that show. We create uh, exclusive pins just for the show that you could only get on the show. And we have a, you know, we have a great following, a lot of interaction on the show, but it's so much fun. You need to come on the show with us. That would be awesome. Yeah, you need to come on. Every month we have a guest artist. So it's not only about, you know, hey, check our stuff out. We want to bring the pin community together. And we always bring folks on who we love and who are homies and who do great work. So every month we have a guest artist, but it's so much fun. Like, I'm glad we started it. Uh, we started it a year ago. Um, so we started it in July of 2020 during the pandemic. We had seen um, 3D Retro, which is a designer toy shop here in Los Angeles. So 3D Retro was doing Pop Shop Lives and Carlos was watching one and saw how cool the platform was and how well, you know, people were doing on it. And he came to me with the idea. He's like, Hey man, I think we need to do this. He's like, but I think we need to get a few fellas together, you know, a few brands together to make it huge. You know, I don't want to do it on my own, you know? So I think we need to bring a lot of people in together. And I was like, all right, you know, let's, let's do it. So we brought, you know, we, we reached out to, you know, a handful of people, you know, the three of us just stuck to it and, you know, uh, it's just going so well. Uh, we're really happy uh, on the outcome of the Pin Lab show. 
it's funny the it first started as the pin flare fanfare that was the name <laughs> talk, talk about tongue twisters so it was the pin <laughs> pin flare fanfare and uh you know eventually we uh you know uh, we we needed to come up with something a little bit more catchy uh so we went with the pin lab show and uh we all partnered and we're actually legit as of now so we uh we're an official business you know we did all the legal work congrats thanks so we did all the legal work and uh you know it's uh we got the uh, dba now so we're an official business and so the three of us uh are in a partnership which is amazing um but i mean i honestly didn't think we were going to do this well and it just keeps growing and growing and growing every month and it's 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 amazing it's i'm so happy that we did it um especially starting during the pandemic giving people a place to actually come and shop and hang out with people and you know see some live interaction and you know it was kind of like being at a show with not being at a show you're sitting chilling on your couch you know uh, on, on a device but you know you kind of had that same feel and we thought you know once things started opening up again here in LA and in California that you know the pin lab show was going to start you know decreasing you know like the audience was going to like start decreasing you know things were going to start you know uh, not doing so good, but it's, it's no, man. I mean, it's still going full blast and uh, we're, we're, we're excited about it. It's been a lot of fun, but yeah, the pin lab, man, if you guys have not checked out the pin lab show, download pop shop live, find us, you gotta do it. I mean, we, it, it's, just, I, as wait, I said, wait, hold up, hold up. What's, yeah. what's the special code that they got to enter? So it's pin pal. Oh, pin how about pal. That? Yeah. So <laughs> pin pal. So, uh, but uh, when I say it's a party, I mean it's a party. We fuck around nonstop. We joke with each other. We joke with the people. Everyone's having a good time, uh, and uh, we play games. Uh, free free pins every show. Everyone gets free pins. Uh, great deals. Uh, we do this thing called the five for five, which uh, we do like a, a heater pin. Uh, that could cost a, you know, it could be a $15 pin. We'll sell it for five bucks. So, so we do a lot of cool deals. Uh, you guys are crazy. It. That's crazy talk. It's cool. Uh, and there's <laughs> a, you know, and, and I feel that uh, we actually opened it up for a lot of people uh, in the enamel pin business. Um, so we have a lot of friends now, a lot of really cool. Uh, uh, there's a lot of really cool brands on pop shop. Now, a lot of pin brands that are doing really well. You know, I'm just, I'm just glad like we kind of started that. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. Have you checked out the show or not yet? I've downloaded the app and this was like when it first started, I'm like, what is this? I saw enamel pin market was on there and then I saw pin lab. So I'm like, what is, okay, it's coming from these guys. It's coming from, from BB create. This, this is something. Okay. I started seeing stuff on the Instagram. I haven't been able to make it to a live show, but I'm trying to make it this Saturday. For anyone listening, this is we're recording this July 21st. I'm just being all sorts of transparent right now. And you guys have a show coming up this Saturday, which I set the alarm. I'm trying to uh, get one of these $5 pins. Like, I just want to see what this madness is for myself. Yeah. I don't know when this is going to, I don't know when you're going to release this podcast, but the next show, I think it's August 21st. That's going to be the next show after this Saturday. Okay. 
but yeah, I mean, you definitely got to check it out. It's a lot of fun, but no, we got to have you on, man. It's going to be a, it'll be, it'll be a blast. Believe me. Um, I would love to, I, but I also love the idea because it sounds like it's like a booming success to be able to do this on my own. And like, I'm ways away from figure. just, I still need to figure this out and experience it myself. But I like the idea of being able to put on like a little show for a couple hours, something like that in the comfort of my own living room and just give out a bunch of deals and just have fun, just hang out with people, interact with folks. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a no-brainer. If I can do, like, the, the madness and the awesomeness of, like, patches and pins, but at the comfort of my own home. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, when uh, when when Kai uh, from Enamel Market uh, was like, hey, I'll, you know, uh, I'm going to do this Enamel Market on Pop Shop. I was like, yeah, that was that was big. Because then you knew, like, the pin makers were in it. And from there, I knew a lot of them were going to start doing their own, you know, their own shows. And, you know, there's no competition. Like, and as I said before, a lot of them are our friends, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that the pin community now has another option. It's not just going to a show because that's all we had. You know, if you're not buying online, you're going to a show. You know, there's shows going on now, but maybe people are, you know, a little uncomfortable still. Maybe they don't want to, you know, go to a show. And plus here in L.A., I mean, I'm sure where you were at, too. uh, We have massive summer heat wave going on right now. Nobody wants to go out in the sun in 100 degree weather, you know, and shop for pins and sweat. You know, it's like (laughs) (laughs) so to have a platform where they actually go on and see some of their favorite makers. And it's cool because if you go to a show, you're busy you're selling, you're hustling, you're busy. So yeah, you can say hi to somebody, but you're not going to spend time with them and chat with them for, you know, uh, three hours because you're selling stuff, you're busy. But on Pop Shop, it's like, you know, we're talking to these people for three hours. We're hanging out with them. You know, we're giving them our full attention. Any questions that they ask get answered. Like if, if Miguel and I are in front of camera, Carlos is behind the computer answering all questions we're always interacting with everybody, you know, making sure all questions are answered um, and just making sure everyone's having a good time and making sure everyone knows how to use, you know, pop shop live. Cause yeah, the first time could be confusing, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it is a lot of fun. I don't know if uh, the guys talked about, but we actually have lab coats that we start the show with because we're called <laughs> the pin lab. We're called the pin lab. So we start the show like a full on concert, you know, we have music blasting, we put on and we're like the beastie boys going out there, you know, <laughs> we, we have our lab coats on, we dance around, we're like, all right, let's get this fucking party started. And oh, it's, I love uh, it. Yeah, it's really cool. All right, um, now we got to check it out. Yeah, we have a, you know, we have a studio uh, in LA. We're trying to expand it right now to where we can actually have like more room uh, to put a couch in there to actually have in-person guests because all of our guests, you know, for this past year have been virtually. So we do like a split screen with them and they're selling pins on our show. The guest artists, they ship the pins to us and we upload them onto the store and then we sell, you know, everything for them. We ship it out for them. But now it'd be cool if we could just expand, you know, just a little bit, get a couch in there and actually have in-person guests, you know, so that's our uh, that's our goal next is to do a little expansion would be fun. Big things, big things. Yeah, definitely we'll have all the links for the Pin Lab show, Instagram, the Pop Shop Live, all that stuff will be in the show notes for anyone interested. Definitely definitely check that out. Yeah, I got to give mad props to Miguel for handling all social media. Uh he does he handles our Instagram. 
And, uh, you know, he does all the promotions for us. And, like, I don't know how he does it because on top of uh, BB Create. And, but, dude, uh, thank you, Miguel. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> nice. it, man. Cool, man. So let's wrap this bad boy up. I got a couple questions queued up for you. Let's see. Let's see what you give me. What's your favorite type of enamel pin to make? Favorite type of enamel pin to make? Uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, like style or... Just style, uh, whether it's soft enamel or hard enamel, or maybe you just prefer all your pins. To, uh... Uh, I, I I love doing hard enamel pins with printing. Those are my favorite. Like nice. I just I just love rolling with those, you know. And again, like uh, later on, you know, uh, from the beginning is when I learned I could do that stuff. And you know, so to me now, even four years later, I'm still amazed. I'm like, dude, like. I, I could do little tiny details on this pin and, you know, just have it printed. So to me, hard enamel with printing is my go-to right now. Nice. What's your most favorite pin that you've made so far? The most favorite pin that I made so far is going to be my Forky pin from Toy, Toy Story. Story. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it's a sold out pin. Uh, you can't get it anymore, but that was my absolute favorite pin to make because it actually had real googly eyes on the pin. <laughs> so uh, I had to do little prototypes, which was, you know, it was basically just like me printing out different, different sizes on paper and gluing googly eyes on these like, you know, cutouts, you know, and, you know, because I was afraid, you know, the manufacturer would send me something and the eyes wouldn't fit properly. So I knew exactly what size eyes I wanted and how they would look and, you know, just to get the pin right. Uh, but it's, it's amazing. It was huge too. It was over two inches tall. And it, that was, it was soft enamel. It had real googly eyes. And that was, that's my. You put the googly eyes on yourself? I did. So I, and it took me a few different like adhesives to try out because, you know, uh, first I just used the regular adhesive that, you know, that came on the back of the googly eyes. And, you know, I sold them, you know, the first time I sold them, I think I was in San Francisco at a show. You know, I had somebody reach out to me after the show, like, hey, the googly eye fell off. I was like, oh, I'll send you another one, you know. And then I had another person, oh, the googly eye fell off. I was like, oh, man. Like, so, I redid it all with like this special glue that nothing could take, <laughs> nothing could take those googly eyes off. Um, so I finally figured it out, but that's my favorite pin to make. And it always probably will be my favorite pin to make because I had so much fun creating it. And uh, Wow. That's awesome. What's your favorite pin hashtag to use on Instagram? Uh, just pin game or enamel pin. Okay. Keeping it a classic. Yeah, I just do, you know, I always do enamel pin for sure. That's probably like my absolute favorite. And uh, second runner up would be pin game. Not pin game strong, not pin game proper, just regular, just pin game. <laughs> None of this fancy, strong, proper, strong AF. I've seen that one. Oh, AF, yeah. yeah. Pin, pin game strong AF? Wow, that's a long one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, but it's a growing one. I think there's like a couple thousand posts associated with that. Um What's been your best slash worst selling pin? So best selling pin is a Mama Coco pin. That's my best. Seller. I probably, I'm not even kidding. At over 10 runs on that, if not more. Wow. And that pin was actually a collab with one of my friends who's no longer making pins. And I'm like, dude, you could have made bank off this pin. Um, but uh, yeah, that's. Best selling pin would have to be my Mama Coco pin. And that's the actual, that's, I did the artwork for that pin. And that's the actual pin that got ripped off in China. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, uh, and worst selling pin, 
uh, would, oh my goodness, there's a handful of those. I'm trying to think here. <laughs> <laughs> Worst selling pin, I think, would be, I did a mashup of Vanellope from Wreck-It Ralph, you know, the, the sugar president. Yeah. And then, and, and Punky Brewster. So it was, and I thought like I did the artwork and I was like, this totally works, you know? And so I did Vanellope, the, you know, the ponytails, you know, Punky Brewster, but she's dressed in Punky Brewster's clothes. And I thought it was legit. I'm like, this is going to be great. No, crickets on that one, man. It's probably my worst selling pin right now. I, I, I think I probably, I think I probably got like 90 of them in a drawer still. <laughs> Dang. It's too deep of a cut. I know, man. Yeah. Uh, and again, like, you know, I'm that eighties, <laughs> I'm that eighties kid that grew up, you know, on the punky Brewster thing. And yeah, uh, a lot of people, they probably don't get it. So <laughs> <laughs> where is your favorite place to rock a pin? My favorite place to rock a pin. Uh, if the weather's right on my denim jacket, other than that, I don't rock them. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. They rock on a on a on a pin board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only do I only do them on jackets. Uh, sometimes sweaters, you know, if the weather's you know cool here. But other than that, I, I I don't. I just don't throw them on like a t-shirt or a hat or anything. Okay, just always curious where people are rocking them. I gotta wait till fall and winter to like rock my pins. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite fandom to make pins for? uh like disney real quick um you know i started you know doing certain amount you know certain amount of like disney pins like i do like uh you know a mickey mouse dressed up as like a a luchadora wrestler you know because i like the latin style of it but now like i'm so into disney my daughter and i love disneyland we're always at the parks and you know it's become like a huge thing for me and you know just that bond with my daughter i'm doing so much disney stuff now and the Disney fans are huge and they're really supporting. So, you know, I'm actually leaning towards doing way more Disney pins now. So, yeah. Nice. I like that. I thought I was going to get Star Wars, but I got everything. Yeah, you got Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Who are some other pin makers that you look up to? The homies, of course, from, you know, the Pin Lab show. But before the Pin Lab show, they were my good friends. Um, so I always look up to Mike and Miguel from BB-8 uh, and Carlos from Data. Those are my number one go-to guys that I, if I ever need advice or help with anything. Stina from Laser Brain, I've always looked up. But, you know, the, the guy who got me started in pins, honestly, is Julio from Move in Silence. Uh, I was at a, an L.A. backyard barbecue party and I saw one of his pins, which is one of my favorite movies. It was uh, Richie Valens from La Bamba, the movie. So it was actually Lou Diamond Phillips uh, from that movie. And I, I, I went up to the person wearing it, who was my buddy. And I was like, dude, what is this? Where did you get it? I need one. This is amazing. He's like, oh, I got it in, you know, the store in Highland Park in L.A., you know. I was just like, so I did some research on it. And. It was, you know, made by this company called Move in Silence and it wasn't licensed. And I just thought that was because I thought, oh, maybe like Warner Brothers put this out or something. I thought it was a legit pin, mm-hmm. you know? No, it wasn't. And then so I just started getting into this. I'm like, okay, so people are making pins on their own of anything they want. And I was just amazed by it. And I actually, uh, I actually met Julio. I, I, I saw that he was doing a show. So I actually met with him and had a chat with him and let him know like, dude, like you're the one that pretty much got me started, you know, off of that La Bamba pin. <laughs> and uh, so he's someone that uh, I, 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 I look up to as well. Um, 
yeah like i'll just like i'll never forget that just like seeing that pin and knowing like oh shit we could do this now like we can make our own pins of anything we want <laughs> because there'd be no way you would ever find that pin you know in a target or you know in a you know in a in a big box store you know or even online you know if it wasn't you know it, it, it was just cool man that is really cool i think rob from otherworld also mentioned that julio was also like a big part of just like him getting started and stuff like that. So he sounds like he's like the pin father. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> so, so him and Joe, Joe from nerd pins, dude, like Joe kills it constantly. So he's somebody that I look up to, but you know, Miguel, um, Miguel and Mike, Joe from nerd pins and Julio were the first ones I actually had like real conversations with. And they gave me like all advice. Like Joe was so cool, you know, like down to earth. Like, you know, he just, he just talks your ear off, you know, and he gives you good advice. And so I, I look up to those guys. Rob is amazing. Him and I did a collab, uh, which is really cool. So many people, man. I, I look up to so many people, but the first three, man, uh, those first three, BB Create, Nerdpins, and Move in Silence were the ones that have always been there for me since the beginning. Nice. I love it. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every time that Mike, Miguel, Carlos, Data Crew, anyone was named, I might have a pretty penny. I love it. Those I are know. good guys, though. And, and and I love that you guys are kind of like your own little collective and you actually form something beyond just your own brands. And, and it's like you guys are giving back to the community. You, you guys aren't trying to hustle or nickel and dime like anyone. Like you're giving back to the community. You're giving you're building this awesome platform uh, through Pin Labs. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, the reason why it works real well is we're good friends way before, you know, I mentioned it before, but way before the pin lab um, or, or pin flare fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'd see Mike Miguel at a show, you know, it was always hugs and, you know, kisses and smooches and boy, you know, let's talk. That's <laughs> what's going on. And Carlos and I like every week would talk on the phone uh, we still do like, you know, we still talk on the phone all the time, you know, and kind of just give each other advice and stuff. So really good friends before the show. And that's why I, I think it works so well. Nice. I love it. Last question. Yep. Phil, what are the little things in life for you? The little things in life for me, the little things in life for me is a fucking great taco. <laughs> Nothing beats a great taco, a quiet house. Okay. <laughs> A quiet house. I, I mean, like, I just want to relax, you know, watch a little bit, you know, Netflix or something in a quiet house. Just chill. It's not little, but I just love going to Disneyland with my daughter, man. Like, just spending the day with her really brings me so much joy. And to me, that's like the little thing, you know, that really, like, uh, really gets to me every time. Uh, what else is a little thing for me? I don't know, man. Like, as I said, I'm just simple, dude. I'm real so simple. Uh, it's good food. Give me some good food and, <laughs> and not a chaotic house. And I'm happy, man. I'm like uh, happy. Yeah. I like that, man. I want to have tacos with you one day at Disney. It sounds like a good time. Dude, actually, actually at Disney in California Adventure, that park, they have some really good, like, uh, they're called Queso Bidia Tacos. You would love them. Come on down, man. We're going to have a good time. Oh yeah, right after and before or after the Pin Lab show, like we'll have it all. We'll have it all figured out. It'll be a a, a fun filled Pin Flare, cute appreciation, <laughs> good time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. 
That's it. You're gonna do the show. We're gonna go to Disneyland. We're gonna freaking eat some tacos and we're gonna write a book about it. And then we're I gonna love it. We're gonna all get together with our iPads and draw together or something. Yeah, and we're gonna <laughs> then, then we're gonna execute our uh, our our pin making one on one plan, dude, and, uh, and get down to business. That's right. It's gonna. We got to get to work, man. I know. But Phil, that's the end of Pin Pals. You made it through the gauntlet. This is pretty lengthy. But it felt like we just got on the call like two minutes ago. Like it flew by so fast. It did, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Uh, dude, if you ever need anything, let me know. Anything of mine. I'm, I'm sending you stuff. So just let me know what you want. <laughs> it's all coming your way, man. I appreciate uh, this was, that. This was fun. It did flow real quickly. I don't even know how long. Do you have like a time there? How long have we been on? Uh, We're approaching the hour 30 mark. It might be, yeah. Raw recording is one hour, 30 minutes. Wow. that that, that It, it doesn't, didn't even seem that long at all, man. Nope. But hey, thank you so much again. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And it was fun being here. And I hope that, you know, some of my little knowledge bits can help some folks out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I think, I think this was really good conversation and we went in depth with a lot of things and there was a lot of transparency, uh, which I like and which people will get value out of. And I think also this was pretty entertaining. So I'm sure everyone's going to love what you had to say and appreciate what you brought to the table. I'm going to give you the floor. I know you just shouted out a bunch of folks, but if there's anyone else you want to shout out, now would be the time. And uh, tell the listeners where they can find you. All right. Uh, I'm shouting out everybody. Shout out to everybody. You know who you are. Uh, <laughs> and uh, collectorcreations.com. Uh, uh, you're going to have it posted, right? So I don't need to spell it, it'll it It'll be in the show notes, yeah. Yeah, because it, it's a long spell out, guys. Uh, <laughs> and then collectric underscore creations is my handle on Instagram. Uh, come find me. If you guys have any questions, let me know. If you guys, you know, need any help with anything, I'll be happy to help you out if I can, if, if I have the answer. <laughs> I love it. And remind everyone one more time how, where and how they can get to the Pin Lab show. So the Pin Lab show is on Pop Shop Live. So you're going to need to download the Pop Shop Live app. And then once you're, once you uh, are filling everything out, you know, all your info, uh, you could put in our code, which is pin pal, and that'll direct you straight to our, um, our show. And if you guys have any questions on that as well, uh, you could hit me up or hit up uh, the pin pal show on Instagram and we answer all questions. Boom. Boom. That easy. That easy. Go ahead and download it. So you guys are ready for their next show every month. Don't miss out on that good stuff. Maybe I'll see you listeners in the room. That's right. That'd be a lot of fun. Phil, man, thank you again so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Hope you have a good one. All right, Eric, man, I appreciate it. Uh, you take care and, uh, you know, you'll be expecting a package from me soon, my friend. Ow, ow. Peace. <laughs> All right, man. See ya. Thank you.